2: Hello and welcome to another episode of the NHL podcast presented by the Hockey News. My name is Safir, joined by my co-host Rahil, and a very special guest today, the Gaming and Esports Coordinator of San Jose Sharks Gaming, Aaron. Welcome, Aaron.
1: Hey, how's it going, guys?
0: Well, awesome, man. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Really early time for you over on the west coast, so I uh, really do appreciate you taking the time to kind of chat with us. Uh, how's the morning been so far, even though it's so short?
1: It's been it's been a good morning. You know, it's nine thirty right now on the west coast, and you know, just living, thriving. You know how it goes. <laughs> I want
2: I, will have, I will have to say it's it's not my fault that we had to get on so early. It's Rachel's fault, but we just have to put that <laughs> out there.
0: That is totally false and false fake news. But you know, we're just gonna ignore us if you're saying that. Uh, let's move on to some real-life hockey news here, guys. We have the Stanley Cup Finals going on. Um, Vegas is up 2-1 to one at the time of this recording. Uh, game 4 is tonight, I believe. Um, Safir, what
2: are your thoughts so far? I have to say, unfortunately, I missed Game 3 because of things that I had to do. But um, watching this series, particularly Games 1 and 2, Bobrovsky seems more like a human now. Um, you know, he's not, he didn't play at the top tier level that he did in the previous series. So, um, from my perspective, it's kind of like, I wish he toned down to that level against Elise, but it's all good. Um, but you know what? I think the series will end up going to seven because Borowski apparently played really well last game. So tonight's going to be a really close one. If Florida ends up winning tonight, I can see it going to seven for sure. But yeah, it's been a really entertaining series. Yeah. I think it's been really fun. The really interesting
0: thing for me was that game three, like, If Vegas won that, I think we'd all be talking about it's over. Now that Florida's won game three, they have some life. They could obviously tie it tonight. That kind of gives it more of a closer matchup than I think it really has been because Vegas has been the better team for most of the games, actually. And Aaron, I want to ask you because, I mean... you. You work for the San Jose Sharks. I don't know how do you feel about Vegas being in there.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, Vegas. You know, historical rivals right now. It's just like you think back to that 2019 Game Seven, like the fact that the Sharks were able to steal that three nothing uh, lead from them and then win that overtime Game Seven, four to three. You think back to then, and you know, look at them now in the finals. It's just like complete contrast. Of you know, we know that team is consistent. We know how good that team is. Jonathan Marchessault is incredible, and now they have Tendi Aiden Hill. You know, our goalie last season. So you know the. Fact that he was our third goalie option for this season, got rid of him. Now he's in the finals. It's incredible. It's truly incredible what they're performing right now.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I, I think if a San Jose Sharks fan is saying that, you got to give some respect <laughs> over because uh, I don't know if I could say the same thing about Toronto, Severe. <laughs> but uh, an interesting question I want to ask you, Aaron, as well is obviously Severe and I are both living in the Toronto area, so it's a bigger hockey market. What right. are your thoughts? I mean, obviously San Jose, I wouldn't classify them as a small market. Um, I've been to the SAP center and you know the arena is awesome. I'd say it's like a mid tier to like Mm -hmm. mid high market. Um, What are your thoughts on the comments that like both of these markets are kind of small and it's not that good for the game and like it's kind of a boring final so to speak.
1: Yeah, I honestly I disagree with all that like conversation when it comes to that. It's like we know that, you know, it's good for the game overall if you're putting it in these non-traditional, these kind of more unconventional markets. We know that Vegas, we know that Miami, you know, Sunrise more specifically, you know, maybe they're not hockey capitals of the world. But you think back to San Jose, it's just like we've had, you know, traditional success in this, you know, non-traditional market, a very diverse culturally, you know, market that fans latch on to, that fans love to see, and to be able to see that for Florida, to be able to see that for Vegas that's everything in terms of growing the game in terms of youth hockey you think about it we're going to start seeing more players from hopefully from Miami from the you know Las Vegas areas and it's overall good for the game I used to work for the Colorado Avalanche Cronky Sports and Entertainment so I know what a small market is you know when Colorado State of Colorado is not that big you know Denver Metropolitan area is not that big so to see the game in Las Vegas to see the game in Florida and then with that cup win last year by Colorado it's like these are small markets they're taking over the world and I don't think we should be putting you know weight in to how big the market is. We need to put weight into how quality the team is. And that's exactly what these teams are doing. Yeah, I think
0: that's really exciting. Those are some great points there. Um,
2: Sofia. have you ever
0: been to a
2: warm market hockey game yet? honestly no i haven't it's definitely something that i want to do especially with seeing like the playoffs this year and Mm -hmm. seeing like the panthers fans specifically just seeing the way that they've been able to come together and selling out it's been absolutely amazing they genuinely seem like a true hockey market um and you know what i'm thinking about the raptors too to be honest like before they won the championship they were not selling out every game Mm -hmm. you know so 2019 raptors won a championship they had a streak of like selling out games for a few seasons in a row so it, it really is really good For the growth of a sport when you have this low or mid-tier markets kind of make it far enough playoffs you get more fans people get more engaged and it it just helps everything grow
0: yeah and the one thing i will add if none of you have been to a warm market like hockey game it is so awesome being able to wear shorts in your jersey and just (laughs) go to a game not have to go through the cold like in january in montreal and i go it's so much, so much better, and uh, you know what? I'm kind of rooting for uh, – I think Matthew Kachuk's been phenomenal for growing the sport down there too. Yeah. I love to see it grow. I think all three of us here could agree with that. Um, now, moving on to the next point we want to talk about. I'm going to let Safir bring this up because this is an amazing point for me. I love this. So, Safir, tell us what happened.
2: You know I'm so glad we're not talking about the Maple Leafs today. So, we're going to be talking about the Montreal Canadiens signing Cole Caulfield to a eight million, sorry eight-year contract – uh, annual salary of seven point eight five. So, listen. A, a lot of HAS fans are really thrilled with the signing. There's some people that doubt the signing. I want to hear your thoughts first, Rahil, and then uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can provide some alternative viewpoints. So, listen.
0: There's people talking about, oh, he's he's too small. Oh, he's he's been injured. What, all this stuff. He can't do it in the playoffs. I don't think anyone, like like even Saphir, if I asked him straight up right now, do you think that's a bad deal? He'd probably say no. He, he would want to say yes, but that was a fantastic deal for the Montreal Canadiens. Um, Habs fans were ecstatic. I think rival fans were like, Damn it, that's actually a really damn. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to talk about it. Um, eight years is awesome because you get him, you know, one year longer than the Suzuki extension as well. Um, so you got those two guys locked up long term. The the cap hit is very very reasonable. Um, this is someone who I don't think if he hit fifty goals, I don't think any of us would be surprised.
2: Definitely, not. Um, it would be
0: impressive, but it, like he's already, I think we could say, is easily locked for forty at some point in those eight years Um, and it gives the Habs cap space to make some moves and do some stuff so I'm super excited about it I love it Um, Aaron I'd like to get your thoughts because you're kind of a you're not a rival so like you're kind of a neutral party here so what are your thoughts on the deal?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think Montreal's getting phenomenal value out of the deal. Like you guys said, it's so what is it? It comes out to 7.5 mil a year and it's a long term deal as well. So even though he might not be the greatest defensive player of all time, it's like that's not his role. That's not what he's supposed to be there. He's goal Caulfield for a reason. You know, he scores goals. You know, if he can put on those, you know, 30 to 50 goal campaigns, he's going to be sensational for that team. And like you said, Rahil, you know, with that one, two punch with Nick Suzuki and then being coached by Martin San Luis, it's just like it's going to be an incredible Honestly, career of what Cole Caulfield can pull off during this contract because holy cow, that kid is phenomenal.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. Um, I think the big thing, too, for the Habs, uh, so here's not going to like hearing this,
1: but like you talk (laughs) about Suzuki
0: being there, Caulfield being there. Um, You obviously got Kirby Daku, Kirby Daku had a bit of a growth here. Um, Slavkovsky's there. You know, you're going to have a top five pick this year, whether it's Carlson Smith or Mitchkov. I'm rooting for Mitch Bob really, really badly. But um, I think this team is going to be good in a couple of years, and uh, I think I think it's going to be fun. Not for you, but <laughs> for
2: uh, Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not looking forward to the days of the Habs dominating the league again. But, um, yeah, I mean, of course, he is just one player, right? So you want to – it is a team game. So if you have the right players around him, and it seems like the Habs are on a decent trajectory in the, in the next five years or so, um, they'll be more than fine. And, of course, you have role players as well. Um, Caulfield, obviously the concerns are that he might be a little too small, injury prone, um, and perhaps a defensive liability. But on the flip side, if you look at the 2019 draft pool, he was drafted 15. um, From that draft year, he has the second most goals right behind Jack Hughes. So obviously he's an offensive talent, and he's going to be carrying the Montreal Canadiens. And as a 22-year-old, locking him up for eight years is definitely a plus for the Montreal Canadiens. We'll see. I won't be too excited when he goes up against the Leafs, but uh, if we're being purely objective, it, it probably is a good deal. For I sure. still
0: remember where I was to this day. I was in the Dominican Republic. I was on vacation in Savannah and I had to get like spotty Wi-Fi and I was just like scrolling Twitter, <laughs> seeing the draft. And I saw Philadelphia. I took Cam York and I lost it. And all the locals were like, why is this guy <laughs> like screaming at his phone? Like there's no, there's no baseball on, like what's going on? And then they picked Caulfield and, um, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. So,
2: so in take. other words, never listen to his takes. I'm kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. okay, no secure. joking.
2: Um, well, shifting gears a little bit here, um, Aaron, as I mentioned at the top, you are the gaming and esports coordinator. Um, we would love to learn more about you. Can you tell us a little bit about your background with hockey and how you kind of evolved into this role today?
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, so, yeah, I'm Aaron Fesh, uh, you know, the man, the myth, the legend himself, <laughs> taking care of business with uh, SJ Sharks Gaming. This is our brand new gaming, esports, culture and lifestyle brand that really encapsulates all of our efforts within the space uh, as the San Jose Sharks and as Sharks Sports and Entertainment. Uh, a little bit about myself. Uh, I've been around the sport of hockey my entire life. Uh, you could say I am a career NHLer because I've been with all these organizations. Uh, I started with the National. started with the League as kind of like a social media advisor on their NHL Power Player youth advisory board, so had the opportunity to learn social media marketing that sort of deal from the best over at the end which was incredible uh did a lot of freelance uh did some Uh, Charity work with the American Special Hockey Association, raised $80,000 as part of the ASHA eSports Challenge, which was the first uh, eSports or NHL eSports event played by and for individuals with special needs. So that was incredible to be able to, you know, kind of put them on uh, during the pandemic and being able to have them interact with their friends, be able to play, you know, NHL as we do and, you know able to give them kind of something special commentated by nasher incredible experience all around uh that took me to the Colorado avalanche uh, i was kind of a promotions and production guy so that's where i really learned all of my uh audio and video kind of technical side knowledge which was paramount to events like pacific cup and club championship that we hosted this year uh which ultimately led me to uh the sharks and i started as a digital content intern uh that took me a far away pitched up sj sharks gaming uh to the president to you know chief marketing officer doug mentz uh Jonathan Becker as our president he's incredible they're all amazing and they loved it they ate it up and now we're here so you know that's a little bit about myself and kind of where we are uh, with SG Sharks Gaming.
2: I love that and Raheel what I love the most is how like everybody that we have on the show have their own unique pathways to what they're doing today and I know you're a big fan of Nashville too so.
0: Exactly. Yeah, shout out Predators. I'm always gonna shout them out, <laughs> hooking me up for those tickets at one game. And uh, also, one note, Aaron, you are also a uh, seasoned veteran in league gaming, aren't you?
1: It's true. It's true. Uh, won the West Coast Hockey League, yeah. that little Anaheim Ducks League that they had a little while ago. Been playing a lot of LG. Uh, got into LGHL with Arizona. That was a good time. Uh, had some movement, so back in the A. But you know, that's just how it goes. But you know, love playing NHL. Definitely a fringe 750k guy. But I'm in the trenches. I'm in the community all the time, and I love six. Sixes, man sixes is the future of NHL esports I really do believe that
0: a little bit of a hint into what we're going to talk about a little later but uh you you got the league bragging rights on me but I think at least I got the AAV rights because I'm 3.75 right now you're making
1: more money than me on the LG
2: (laughs) just a quick note I I think Aaron also won 18-2 and hot champs a couple weeks ago is that right
1: It's true. Yeah, it's true. I love playing HUT. HUT was kind of my game mode, you know, as a kid. And even now it's like, I love that stuff, man. 20 and 0 in the NHL 21. And I've played in all the NHL game world championships. So, you know, not making particular noise in the lands, obviously, but it's like every single one I qualified in, you know, it's like NHL 19, like these these are NHL 21. These were the headphones that they gave out. as like the door prize or whatever. So I love playing the game. I finished like top 16 on the xbox one leaderboard or on the bracket last year which was a lot of fun so you know i'm definitely well versed when it comes to hot when it comes to sixes so you know kind of keep it low key but i'm in the community i'm i'm one of i'm one of the community that's the best way to describe when, it.
0: when you coming to my stream and giving me hot chance tips because uh, i think i finished my run like three. <laughs> no i had four wins I had four wins i think four and six but actually i'm actually a low-key proud of because i thought i was gonna do several work. so please <laughs>
1: dude i mean hey you got safir right there he's the hut legend <laughs> so you know it's like i humbly bow down to safir when it comes to all hut conversation because you know
0: to he, he's, he's good bring it up constantly every time i record an episode so <laughs> a before, but, uh, we'll cut a little bit here i'd like to ask you just a bit of you mentioned you know sharks gaming and you pitched it to the president loved it and everything where did where did the idea come from um were you nervous at all pitching it to like the president of like the, the sharks and stuff like Tell us a little bit more about how that kind of came to exist.
1: Yeah, so it was an incredible, honestly, partnership that which became, you know, what became my full time role. Uh, The Sharks were already looking to position themselves in the video gaming space, the esports space uh, through Pacific Cup, as we know, the incredible largest event of the year, largest prize pool, largest player participation, incredible event that we put on every single year. So they were already looking to position themselves. And then I come in as this digital content intern. And uh, I had this idea for this gaming brand, because I host my own kind of like independent digital content on YouTube called The RA2, which kind of was my pandemic project, you know, just kind of here and there, just a lot of fun. So on the side, when I was doing everything, Work related, I would work on that, which was an incredible experience for me to learn Premiere Pro, to learn everything like that. But I had this idea for this gaming brand that was heavily digitally content or digital content oriented, that would be able to be inclusive to all markets, to you know not just you know World of Shell fans, but to EA NHL fans, to video gaming fans, and culture in general. So it was really easy to be able to put this pitch together, to be able to pivot ourselves in a way that creates a low cost gaming esports culture and lifestyle brand that offers extreme value to this organization in this case the San Jose Sharks and we've been able to position it we just launched our digital channels uh you know three weeks ago they've been popping off they've been doing sensational our competitions are doing amazing and that's really how I felt about it they loved it the minute they heard it and it's been working incredible ever since
0: that's so exciting and I think the thing I love most about it is it's not just like a you know esports teams are fantastic at all but it's, it's kind of more of a You kind of mentioned like the word lifestyle, like it's kind of like, you know, you get associated with the San Jose Sharks gaming and it's kind of like, you know, you think about those esports. like I don't don't want to call them organizations, like they're almost like enterprises, like they're so big and so massive and have so many fans and you guys are trying to emulate that with uh, SJS gaming, which is really exciting. I love it, man.
2: Oh, I do too. And the biggest thing for me is accessibility, right? So mm-hmm. hockey itself is an expensive sport, so um, this is a great way to really have those who have never experienced a game of hockey and don't want to because it might be a pricey game, and you know they want to get their foot in the door. Gaming could be one route, um, and yeah, like the, the connections that you can make, the relationships, the friendships—it's all amazing. And there's so many benefits. Um, and the fact that it's all virtual too, right? It's, it's not like you always have to meet them in person. Um, so it's all lovely to see. And and the Sixes community in particular 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 is where you see a lot of those connections being built you know you the San Jose Sharks Gaming had their first full LAN event this year um Aaron what was sort of the significance of that and and why did you guys do that?
1: It's true. It's true. Uh, our Pacific Cup Season 3 was an incredible way to kind of encapsulate everything we're about as SJ Sharks Gaming. Uh, we had the Entourage, incredible organization. Same with the Isles GT, ran by Jordan Zellicker. I know you guys had him on the show a couple months ago. So, you know, big shout out to that organization, you know, really paving the way for what we do over at SJ Sharks Gaming. Uh, we had them come out here uh, to San Jose, or more specifically Santa Clara, to Santa Clara University, and we had them play LAN. Uh, you know, it was incredible to see, especially coming off the pandemic, uh S2, we only had the commentators out there. So we had Grizz, Davos, and uh, no sleeves Cameron. He's incredible as well. Shout out Cameron. Uh, shout out all of them. Honestly, they're all phenomenal. And we were able to get them all together in the same, in the same room, be able to put on this hell of a performance. Entourage took the series. I believe it was finished in six. Uh, it was four to two for Entourage, and they stole a, a two-nothing lead from the Isles GT. And it was just incredible seeing you know the guys light up, having their fun, whooping and hollering, you know, just uh being able to show emotion, be able to express what, you know, esports is all about, because obviously esports is a focus of SJ Sharks gaming. And, you know, we wanted to be able to capture kind of the more emotional element of what the game is and be able to translate that into our digital content be able to translate that into our future events. And so it was really significant to be able to have those guys out there for really our first uh, LAN effort, kind of our freshman effort. And we're really excited to see where it takes us for next season. Uh, Shout out to WD Black, our presenting sponsor. And, you know, just it's incredible what we've been able to pull off with that event.
0: I love sixes, and I love Lanai Vance man. Sophia, there is something about – and I, I've preached this on the, the podcast before. There is something about having six people playing across from six other people, and when a goal scores, you see everyone celebrating, you get so upset. I've seen it with a 2K League, uh, with the NBA. It's unmasked, Sophia.
2: And the storylines are the best, of course. You know, with, with Team Entourage um, – Hendry used to be part of IELTS GT, right? So for him to form a new entourage team to go up against a professionally signed team, I mean, man, the drama, the storytelling, it's all there. We watch the, the, the broadcast live, the reactions from the players, you, know, you get a sense of confidence, might be the next team that gets signed too. But in terms of signing brand ambassadors and whatnot, Aaron, you have an individual named Carlo, a.k.a. Carpick, signed as a brand ambassador for San Jose Sharks Gaming. Can you tell us a little bit about him and how that came to be?
1: Oh, yeah, Carpig is incredible. And he's honestly been foundational to SJ Strikes Gaming and how we've really positioned ourselves as this culture and lifestyle brand. Uh, He's incredible. Uh, He's a TikTok producer with nearly 50k followers on that platform. He really understands vertical platforms. That's the key strategic element of what he brings to the table and why he fits in our project and SJ Sharks Gaming so well. It's because he understands how to resonate with audiences with gaming casual audiences on top of what we're currently doing with esports audiences and that's everything. I think if you infuse gaming and esports together, you have a successful brand and that's why, you know, as the gaming and esports coordinator, we wanted to separate the two out because we see incredible value in these vertical platforms in being able to engage with this Gen Z and honestly Gen Alpha kind of audience, which is on TikTok, which is on Instagram Reels, which is on YouTube, you know, kind of these shorts that they have and We started uh, because uh, the Brand Ambassador program was meant to uh, be able to elevate kind of these younger, these smaller platforms uh, using the SJ Sharks gaming brand, using the San Jose Sharks brand. And Carlo fit that brand perfectly, fit our bill perfectly. Uh, It was just a match made in heaven. I saw that he was doing the big like 28 hours of Chell live stream with the EA Sports. I think Safir might have been part of that as well, if I remember correctly. And uh, he was on the tail end of that. So I watched the stream loved everything he was about. And, uh, he made a little tick tock, you know, I baited him into doing like a little Michigan goal. And so we did a little TikTok where it's like San Jose shark says score a Michigan. And then I- he scores a Michigan and that video did incredible. And I'm like, we have to have this guy on our team. And so, you know, one thing leads to another break against world record with them. Now he's our, you know, kind of our EA NHL brand ambassador and we're taking over the game. It's, S.J. gaming is the future, the now and the future when it comes to you know NHL content and when it comes to hopefully video gaming content in general, we're looking to diversify out and we're really excited to see what that brings us for brand ambassadors in the near future.
0: I love this because I can talk about TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't know about Carpig until I saw him on TikTok once and then I was like, uh, yeah, just another NHL guy posted. And I was like, oh my god, no, this guy like actually knows what he's doing the way he plays and scores those. I, I wish I could score goals half as good as he does um I got to uh it was with a couple other contact areas we had a night I don't know if you saw it to but uh it was car pig terrio a couple other guys and I and we played sixes and all we did was go like six foot eight, like super big, super wide enforcer build. And we were just dummying everyone. And I think stuff like that is what the community really needs is like, you know, obviously we have this competitive side and like, you know, the esports scene, which is always fun. But just having actual fun and laughing when it comes to playing NHL and like doing silly stuff like that, scoring like three Michigans in one game was one of his TikToks. And I'm like, dude, I still can't even like make the motion with the puck properly <laughs> on NHL, let alone in real life. I, I think it's awesome,
2: do. It absolutely is. And you know what? If you need a third person to give you some tips about gameplay, maybe Carlo is somebody that you can reach out to um, as well. No, but no, absolutely. We focus so much on like even the competitive side of things. Obviously, the casual community is just as important, if not more, given like how widespread it is. Um, so I think it's such a strategic and, and a very nice approach to try to get everybody engaged, um, you know, regardless of age or like um, how seriously they take the game. So I think it's, it's just all around really amazing to see and something that's definitely been lacking the community. So it's the, the freshness of it is awesome
1: yeah for sure it's it's a new perspective and you know this is a niche that you know needed to be filled and honestly we're doing a hell of a job with it so like i said big ups to car pig big ups to you know honestly myself i'm i'm out there producing content too you know it's a team effort you know we're the two-headed snake right now so you know just not to toot my own horn but you know that's what we got going on we're filling the niche and like you like you said Sophia, it's just like we you know regardless of age regardless of background socioeconomic situation it doesn't matter you know we are all s gaming when it comes to our content and that's where we're positioning ourselves and it's really doing well it's trending incredibly well especially in the non-playoff offseason to see the response that we've had you know nearly a million views in three weeks you know 65,000 likes or something like that on TikTok we've been doing incredible it's been sensational what we've been able to pull out so far
0: that's absolutely awesome. And Saphir, if you need some more help with TikTok content, you can ask Carlo as well now too, as well as myself. Yeah, definitely an area I can improve on. So. <laughs> if you haven't seen Saphir's TikToks, I love them. They're honestly awesome. We won't we won't show them on here to embarrass them. But uh, I want to mention a little bit about that Guinness World Record you guys pulled off. Uh, Aaron, if I'm not mistaken, it's a Guinness World Record for the longest concurrent NHL stream?
1: Yep, that's correct. Longest play session of an NHL video game.
0: And I remember like being there when it started, then I went to bed and then I woke up and they're still going. And then I went to work and then I came home and these two guys look exhausted. (laughs) What was the the total hour you guys Was it 24 or 28?
1: I believe we got to 24 hours and 12 minutes. That was the official standing record
0: yeah like playing nhl and the thing was was like it was i believe it was you on one side aaron and it was carlo on one side you guys would play like threes together but then like one of you would go do something else one of you would go do something else and kind of like have a bit of all the nhl modes kind of intertwined at least with a couple
1: yep that was correct uh we you know played with them for probably i'd say half the time and then the other half was playing hud and then he was doing some clubs with his buddies i think funnily enough i think uh, yeah, uh, with Carlo, he was in a league like a Sixes Banana League, and he they had a game like that night or a set of games that night. So he played Banana League, and then that was when uh, that was when uh, spring season was supposed to start for LG. So we had planned the day around me being able to play LG. Just didn't work out that day. I think they delayed it a week. But he was playing a Banana League during a Guinness World Record, which was hilarious. It was awesome.
0: That's honestly, awesome. I love it. And you know what? I think stuff like that is what the community really needs is like, that was a interesting approach to do something. Obviously getting a Guinness world record is pretty cool, but being able to kind of have this fun, unique, like, Hey, two guys are going to be playing NHL, but they're both doing their own thing. They're both playing together. It kind of gave it that like, oh, this is different on the NHL directory. I'm going to go watch this. And uh, the reception was obviously well well received. Safir, I don't know. Should you and I try and break that world record?
2: That's a, that's a tall task. I don't know, man. It's a Guinness (laughs) world record, kind of tough. Well, that is really cool that it is a Guinness wor- World Record. And yeah, no, total, I totally agree. I mean, um... With streams like that, you don't know exactly what you're getting, right? So it's not like you're only focusing on hot gameplay or sixes or shootouts or whatever it may be. So it just leaves a lot of room for creativity, which I love. And obviously, I know you you two are in person, so it just gives a lot of opportunities to do really cool creative content stuff. So that's that's what I love a lot about that. And obviously, we think about initiatives of San Jose Sharks Gaming. We learned a lot about you know how this all came to be, the things you guys have been able to do this year. Um, if you can maybe give us some insights into you know the future trajectory and and what the organization and the brand is looking to do for next year and beyond
1: yeah, for sure. Uh, we're really excited about what we got on the slate for FY24 for our fiscal year 2024. Uh, digital content really is our heavy push. This is going to be our heavy hitter. Like we said, this is our critical differentiator between uh, not just other NHL teams in the space, but honestly, other esports organizations like Raheel said. You know, it's just like we look to, you know, I know that phase is probably a hot topic right now, but it's like phase Clan, you know, what they've been able to do historically, being able to introduce all these brand ambassadors. I know they signed Bronny James not too long ago, you know, so they're pivoting the themselves as a way to be kind of this culture and lifestyle brand. And that's really what we're trying to position ourselves with SJ Sharks gaming. Uh, Car Pig is our NHL guy and we're really looking to diversify out into other titles. I think that's really our critical differentiator as well. So, you know, be on the lookout for what we do there because we know that our core philosophy is World of Chell fans, they like World of Chell. NHL fans love World of Chell, but not all video gaming fans love World of Chell. So we're really trying to push ourselves beyond, you know, the scope of Pacific Cup, beyond the scope of what we do there and be able to really challenge ourselves and be able to get our community engaged because we know that, you know, kids, you know, they love Call of Duty. They love FIFA. They love that sort of deal. So there's a lot of strategic opportunities for us to tap into when it comes to these initiatives and these uh, what we're going to be doing in our fiscal year 2024 uh, and how they intertwine, honestly, into, our theme nights Uh, we're going to be hosting another gen z night we hosted our y2k theme night last year and that was you know received really really well by the community Uh, so we're going to figure out how to greatly involve ourselves more with our gen z theme night be able to integrate elements of esports be able to incorporate elements of gaming culture uh be able to bring in you know all these facets to the hockey space that really has never been seen before it's like we know that phase islanders did a hell of a job you know with that collaboration we want to go one step further that's really the way we see it that's where we're positioning ourselves
0: that is so exciting, man. I, I I just love talking about the future of NHL and not just esports, as you mentioned, but also just as like, you know, like making these lifestyle brands and stuff like that. Um, that phase Islanders night was awesome. And I think, you know, you guys obviously sound like you have something excited planned in the works. Who knows? Maybe Sophia and I will have to go down and uh, check it out ourselves. That'll be a, uh, That'd be pretty fun to be.
2: Oh, it would be. And you know what? This makes me think that it's also like a grassroots approach. Because, I mean, NHL esports, while it's been around for, what, like five years now, it's still, I would say, in an infancy stage, right? There's still a lot that needs to be done. So um, it's really nice to hear a little bit about the San Jose Sharks gaming vision um, and how they are looking to grow, not just NHL esports, but the community of hockey casual side as well, but also making connections and integrations and collaborations with other organizations, regardless of whether or not they're directly involved with NHL. And I think that the one thing that I really love about it as well is the fact that it's just like a a culture and a lifestyle that that you want to push forward. And that's something obviously FaZe has been able to do ever since they have uh, started. And we haven't quite seen it in NHL yet, because the focus has been always like, esport tournaments and you know that's kind of where we've stayed at um so yeah no i think it's i think it's all exciting yeah i'm so pumped aaron i love the
0: stuff you're doing there and honestly if you guys need like a, a minecraft streamer to expand in that network <laughs> you reach out to me I, can I- have some fun on minecraft
1: I mean, hey, we need to make that connection with the Dream SP, right? We need to be able to be worldwide, we need to globally expand. But yeah, like honestly, like I totally agree with Safir. Like I said, uh, you know, like he said, it's just like the fact that we're doing this as a grassroots approach, it's organic, it's natural, it's what Gen Z and Gen Alpha audiences are actually looking for, you know, not giving them something that's corporate, not giving them something that's honestly BS or, you know, anything like that. I'm, I'm not sure what how far I can go with that, but it's just like, you know, we're trying to create authentic experiences, you know, we're trying to create dynamic and organic experiences we've spent zero dollars on marketing it's all been internal it's all been you know through the for you page through discover you know that sort of deal so it's like we're finding our audiences we're going to where our audiences are we're not trying to get our audiences to come to us that's kind of our critical differentiator when it comes to all of this
0: that's fantastic and one final point before we move on to our next topic Aaron 1v1 or 6v6
1: I think 6v6 is the future. I know that the NHL is probably going to hate me for that until the end of time, but I do believe that 6v6 is the future of esports because you get the team element, you get the emotions, you know, you get an actual team that you get to latch yourself onto. We know that hockey in particular is maybe not the most personality driven sport in the world, but, you know, sixes gets the personality out of these guys, which is crazy to see. They're actually engaging with each other, they're being teammates, you know, they're laughing it up, they create great opportunity for promotional material whereas with one-on-one you know it's just like you know so and i know all too well we'll just sit in front of the tv or the monitor and just stare we'll literally <laughs> yep. just stare at the screen <laughs> there's no entertainment value in that in my opinion which is you know that's Like I said, the NHL is going to hate me for that. But it's just like, you know, it's like that's where I stand personally. It's like we're going to happily contribute, you know, to a game World Championship. I think that the fact that they are engaging in that way with NHL 23 World Championship is incredible. You know, Club Championship is an initiative that we'll continue to do. And, in fact, we have in-person aspirations for that one, as the Isles have done and as a few other clubs have done. So, you know, we're going to be engaging our one-on-one audiences in that way. But I believe that 6v6 is the future of esports or NHL esports.
0: And Aiden Hill, if you're hearing that, You're gonna play ESHL with us. I will give up my
1: right D spot to get Hill. He's that right-hand defenseman. (laughs) I I don't know.
0: I I read that he plays right D. I'm just like, man, like.
1: Oh, I I don't know
0: how a goalie plays right D, but all respect to that's awesome. Good for him. I play left defense, so I I think, bro, I'm the defenseman. You
1: just got boxed out for Hill. I'm sorry, man.
0: sitting on the bench. It's all good. Sorry. What's your what's your LG record this season?
2: Not playing you know. LGs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, but hey, um, Aaron. Obviously, we know that there's uh, a couple of professionally signed Sixes teams, and uh, you know we're going to get into talking about the current uh, CBJ Six v Six finale going on. Um, but before we talk about you know how the teams are doing, I'm just also curious. Obviously, you have Carlo on your team. Um, is signing a Sixes team sort of in, in the docket as well, something to think about in the future, perhaps, or even with other organizations.
1: Yes, absolutely. This year, fiscal year 2024, we will sign a NHL esports team that is a confirmed initiative that we are looking to seek out. And we know there's so many incredible teams, right? You look to Entourage, you know, we already have a rapid, you know, kind of a, you know, a whole roster of them. We know them very well, historically speaking, from, you know, not just this specific cup, but from the past as well. We know that Scary Hours is an incredible team as well. I know that they're, you know, incredible and they're, you know, very down to earth, great you know, great team, obviously. So we're looking, uh, you know, it's just like if people don't think we're looking, oh, trust me, we're scouting we're looking. So, you know, it's like if you don't see a Twitter DM from me soon, you know, it's just like, hey, man, <laughs> you know, that's what's all about. Reach out at Aaron Fesh on Twitter. So, you know, always DMs are open and we're definitely looking to recruit that Sixth's team. that's for sure.
2: I just... I just I have to give a quick shout out. I think Terrio plays on mainstream office. Am I correct about that? I think he does. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, a thirty-second ranked team. I think Terrio hinted that his team is going up against uh, Entourage in the first round next week. So, if Terrio can carry his team on his back and eliminate Entourage, that that's got to be the team you sign.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think we're gonna go. We're going after this to uh, the Blue Jays game. So we're gonna meet Terrio. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get a prediction from him and see. I'll be like, hey man, if you. uh, you win this i can get you signed on esports team maybe i got some connections
1: <laughs> and he's hysterical man every single one of i think that when we did the world record stream we did we played a couple games with them as well and he's just excuse my language he's just absolutely hilarious when it comes to net he's so funny just the entire time it's just like oh my god he's he's awesome
0: yeah he was with us when uh when Carpig and i we all did that kind of like career like sixes team and oh my god, like like some of the guys who've made TikToks from that, it's literally like, oh man, like that. I, I just love that side of the EASHL scene. Um, but also looking at the standings here, Severe. I mean, Entourage being first, LGT Caps Gaming. I mean, we're all kind of
2: surprised. We're like not surprised there. Scary hours in. Is that eight? That's is that a bit
1: of a surprise to you guys?
2: It, it is, actually. Well, they are considered a top five team, so they have dropped a little bit. But you know what? that That is a team to look out for, though, for sure. Um, they have guys like Grant on the team now. So obviously, you know, Grand's like an established one, 1v1 player. And Aaron, maybe you can talk a little bit about this, too. Like, you know, thinking about guys like Regs, even. Some of these players are able to take their skills in both 1v1 and sixes and put them together. And it just elevates themselves as a player, but also the team. So scary hours, they've got those 1v1 players like Sifol and Gren who have been so established and successful.
1: Yeah, and I think it's honestly interesting because I think, you know, like if you're good at one on one, you can be good at sixes. And if you're good at sixes, you're obviously good at one on one. But I think it's if you're better at sixes, that takes you much, much farther in one on one because you actually understand how the game is functioning. You're not trying to just cheese the goalie the entire way through. Obviously, we know that a guy like Grant can score, you know, what, 70 to 80 percent of the time on every shot. It's just, you know, wicked release. And every time I match I cry a little bit just because I'm like, "Ah, it's not going to be a fun game for me. (laughs) But it's just like we know that these guys just know the game they know it's so, so well to just a whole nother, you know, outer worldly level is the best way to describe it. And like we said, Gren having won uh, world championship, same with regs as well. I believe he won last year. And so it's just like the fact that they're able to transition so seamlessly between the two games modes. It's honestly, it's sensational. That's the best way to describe it for sure.
2: Yeah, I absolutely love that. And you know, I just like hearing that, you know, Sharks Gaming is looking to sign a team in the future. Um, I also look at the standings and look at some of these new teams that were formed. Like, we talked about Voltage uh, about a month ago, right? They have guys like Benny and Joe's and uh, Own the Blues. So some of these high-end, well-recognized players in the community coming together to form a sixes team and being this successful, they're making a name for themselves, right? Yeah,
0: it's really interesting. And Aaron, I'm going to call you out on something here for a second. You just said if you're good at 1v1, you're good at 6v6. And if you're good at 6v6, you're good at 1v1. So why am I good at six v six and I'm bad at one v one? I mean, are you good? <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm gonna... <laughs> Raheel, you just played yourself, my guy. I'm sorry. I, don't, I no comment. No comment.
2: <laughs> I, I'm gonna say Jenna comment out of you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're, going, we're going. off the podcast. I do Where's my L-? 79, 31, and twelve. Oh, all, all all season or all all my seasons combined. Uh, 122 games played, 115 points plus 132. Why am I not good at one v one? air
1: All right. Uh, so uh, gold close quarters, uh, gold them up, uh, gold uh, butterfly effect, and you will go 20 and 0. I got you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I'm gonna put my defensive build gold, gold
1: close quarters. <laughs> yeah, put put close quarters on your defensive build. Just drive the net, kill my car every single time. That's all you gotta do. <laughs>
0: um, And then just kind of one final note I wanted to ask you, Aaron. You know, obviously you you've had an incredible kind of career with you know you kind of started off. You mentioned with Natural in Colorado. Now you're doing this amazing initiative with the Sharks here. Um, For those people who are listening who want to you know get into the scene, whether it's on the esports side, whether it's on the content creation side, whether it's actually joining an organization like the San Jose Sharks, what would you kind of if you could give some people some advice? What is the advice you'd give them?
1: Yeah, I'd honestly say uh, for anyone that's looking to get into this space or honestly, even in sports business in general, it's honestly, it's uh, networking, it's being able to just be an overall good person. And I'd say it's the skill set that you bring to the table. You know, it's just like I was able to leverage my skill set and ability, not just as a player in the NHL video game, uh, but, you know, as a digital content creator, as someone that's in the culture of hockey, as someone that's in the culture of gaming and esports. So, you know, I'm, you know, made some great friends along the way, and they obviously were able to position me in an ability to have that success. And, you know, it's just like I've been friends with Grizz for a while, you know, and he's been incredible, you know, obviously as a commentator for a while uh, and he's sensational. He's awesome to, you know, work with and be a friend with as well. So I'd say, you know, just being able to connect, being able to get your name out there, get your brand out there, uh, being able to leverage all of your skill sets and put it all together into a ball that, you know, these organizations such as the San Jose Sharks can be able to leverage and be able to create something that's unique i think that's the critical thing you need to be unique you need to stand out and uh you know that's what we're doing with SV Trace gaming right now we're standing out and you know we're transcending the culture right now that's what it's all about so that's what i would say because it's just like i have a very unconventional you know come up from you know where i was it's just like went to school for a bit but now i'm doing this full time and it's like taking over the game so I'd say that those are the biggest things for anyone trying to get into kind of what I'm doing and, you know, what we do at the San Jose Sharks and what we do in the National Hockey League.
0: I think that's awesome. And it's very interesting because I can relate to a lot of that because I've always been in the NHL, like, community, very, like, you know, like, just as a viewer and stuff. Then I started streaming a little bit and, like, that went kind of well. But then I really just put an effort to getting to know people and getting to interact with people more. And then people I looked up to, like, Cam Grizz, like, Henrique all these guys started following me and interacting with me more and that's simply because of that like networking thing and that again that's on a Virtual side of things, but then when we went to GWC last year like I met all these guys like cams my buddy like he always bugs me He's like I got the tarkov flu real I want to play tarkov That's the one game we play together, but I think that whole networking thing is is really important and it's not about just showing up in people's like streams or like showing up in people's content and other comments but it's actually having meaningful conversations and making meaningful connections and not just being someone who's like hey i'm here it's like hey i'm here how's your day going oh this is cool talk to me about this talk to me about that i don't know what you think safir that's kind of where like my side of it kind of jumped to
2: yeah no absolutely and honestly for me somebody like grizz comes to mind and absolutely. you know i had extensive conversations with him last spring and he basically said everything that aaron's alluding to right the meaningful connections that you can have with people, um, you know, like we we went to Montreal and paid out of our own pockets because we really, you know, we have lots of passion for this community and we really wanted to be involved. So I totally agree, you know, going out of your way, making uh, connections with people, using your skill set to, to leverage what it is that uh, they're working there and how you can contribute to that. So it's all great stuff. I'm also thinking back to Leafs Gaming. I want to give a shout out to Shane Talbot. Um, he was kind of the first person that um, helped me put my foot in the door in terms of uh, content and and being involved in this community. So, Yeah, and I have to say, that's top-tier advice, Aaron. I don't think we can top that. No, I don't
0: think so either. And on a final note, Aaron, if you ever need any commentators last minute for those uh, Pacific Cup things, I think Safir and I can probably help you out a little bit there. Although, I don't know. Safir, who would do the... Aaron, who do you think would do the play by play? Who would do color commentating? I want to know.
1: Mm, that's a good question. Yeah. It's honestly real. I'd say you're the play by play guy, and then Sapir adds all the you know all the extra insight and all the fancy fancy like that. So you know that's kind of where I stand on that. Good. No I'm kidding.
0: So now I got to <laughs> like, I, I, like watch game four tonight, and I actually
1: practice. Like okay, here's the play. I got to practice because check out the releases. Oh my gosh, what a sensational way to end the game four to three. Oh my god. <laughs>
2: Get to the you, you gotta bring in your accent too, man. Like,
1: yeah, do you gotta do the accent as well? Accent.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is growing uh, the game right here. Yeah. Maybe, you know,
2: we'll have like our tea set up on the table as well. You know, bring some of that cultural element. Yeah, I mean, you got it. I think that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, any other final thoughts, Amir? No, Aaron, I just wanted to thank you, man. It was such a pleasure. We got to learn so much about you and also San Jose Sharks game. And I have to say, I'm really excited about the future. So thank you.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I'd like to thank you both Rahil and Safir for, you know, this conversation has been incredible. And I mean, I guess one final advice that just came to mind for what I'd say in terms of, you know, just the culture of it all is, you know, if you think you can make content, make content, man, like people respond to that. There's not enough content producers, you know, it's like, I looked up to guys like Bacon Country, I looked up to guys like Nasher, and now, you know, Nasher follows me on Twitter, you know, it's just crazy to see, you know, kind of how the culture's changed. And you know, how honestly, we're running into this new wave of content creation in nhl in video gaming and esports so you know if i have to leave one final note i'd say you know if you want to create tiktoks create tiktoks you know be a content creator we need those and you know we're looking sj Trace gaming is always looking so you know let's get it
0: (laughs) i love that no better way to start than to actually start that was perfect Aaron. and on that note thank you everyone for watching and listening to the nhl podcast we'll catch you guys next time have a wonderful day